I know, we need to stop sniffling. I'm going to start with sniffling. <sighs> ah. <laughs> oh, hay fever's fucking got my fucking shit all runny. Ah. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Vincenzo. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. You're my next guest again, because we're locked in, because, you know, people are dying. Thoughts? Well, we, the, hmm. Hmm. What? <laughs> I don't know what our order is called in London, but the quarantine's been extended another three weeks. Oh, yeah, I know. It's fucking, uh, whatever. Anyway. Saving lives, innit? We're saving lives by doing yeah. this. Okay. We're saving lives by talking shit on the sofa and, you know, mm. being ill. So, Maybe I've got it. Okay. Okay. So this morning, <laughs> yeah. we made banana pancakes. Yeah, they were fucking amazing. They were incredible. And we post-fried the bananas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Caramelized. Three stack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barrel, what is the maple syrup? I don't fucking know. It's like whiskey. Oh, it's uh, in a whiskey barrel. Yeah. It's, it's maple syrup from a whiskey barrel. We don't own it's whiskey unreal. inside of a... I mean, we don't own maple syrup that lives in our fridge in a whiskey barrel, but it was like cr- treated in it. Yeah, you like make it in the whiskey barrel, so it gets like gets the flavor of bourbon. Yeah. You know, I what just I mean? don't want people to visualize that we have a whiskey barrel filled with maple syrup in our apartment. You know, they're like cool props for the house. You know, they're really cheap. I don't you can get them on one. eBay for like I know ten pounds. I was with you when you found out that information. How fucking cool is that? Okay, you know let's one move of, on. You know one of my. You know care. one of my. You know my favorite. Uh, you know. Um, Doesn't move on. You know uh, how it's made. That program yeah. where they tell you how it's made. One of my favorite ones of all time is how you make a barrel. It's the most I know because they like shape it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so boring, but so interesting. How and it's they, made they is soak so it and bend it and childhood. then hold it. Oh, it's so good. I it love that program. It would always be on. I fucking love how it's made. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the best show ever. What? What? Breaking Bad? <laughs> Whatever. Do you know what I mean? I want to mm. see how small sweets are made. <laughs> It's so interesting now. We should watch that after this. Yeah. I wonder if it's on... What's it on? Do you think it's on Amazon? Okay, whatever. Sorry. You were saying... What? Uh, (laughs) We should watch that high one day, yeah. Okay, anyway. um, So... Camera's on. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. She was doing the fucking... For anyone listening, she was doing the smoker joint 420 everyday movements. That's so funny. You have a topic today. Yeah. Um, well, it's not like it's not like a topic. It was just like uh, we were talking about um, over our insane banana pancakes, which no one will be able to make because we're better than everyone. Mm. Um, we were talking about uh, Pop Smoke and like his death, and it and it sucked. But um, there's a lot of things about his documentary that I read this morning about how it's going to be centered around. Um, like how rappers are unfairly treated and discriminated by the police and all this sort of stuff. And it led us into like interesting conversation about the the topic. Well, and like my, my stance on the uh, on the documentary is that like apparently it's gonna be centered around how unfairly they're all treated. And I have this opinion that's probably against the grain, which is well, it it shouldn't be against the grain, which is it should be like a celebration of him and his music and who he is instead of centered around stuff like that. Because I know that's a reality for a lot of these guys, and that's um, it's so bad, and especially in America, like especially like institutional racism. But um, I, it's just such a shame because like we started talking about like what might perpetuate that from their side, and it's just this thing of like. Um, this isn't now linking to him because obviously who knows what he said about it, but it's just a thing of like, you should be able to make any rap you want. And I love the like party, violent gang, fucking drug party songs like everyone else. And like the content doesn't affect me, but we had this thing about like, and I've heard loads of rappers complain about it before, which is like, okay, so ignoring race, ignoring where you're from. If you rap about, I'm from this block and if you come here I'm going to kill you or I sell this many drugs every other sentence and I've been selling this many drugs or if I didn't have rap I'd still be selling blah 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 whatever xyz it's like surely that is such a big factor for like police targeting people as well do you know what I mean well if you're walking around on a public platform 
that people are looking up to you. Yeah. Like, you have a following, and you're, like, considered famous or a little bit famous, like, you know, and you're running around saying, I kill people, I sell drugs, um, I have guns, if yeah. you come near me, I'll kill you. Then you can't act surprised when the police yeah. are paying attention to you. Like, your example was... Um, What's the what's the guy who's in jail right now? Oh, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, I think he's out, isn't he? I, I think he just know. got out. The fucker. I but think, he I, was... don't, I don't know anyone who wanted him out of jail, <laughs> except himself. Probably, but he went to jail for racketeering, which is basically like a combination of everything, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, racketeering's like, uh, it's just being the mastermind behind like. Don't think he's every a mastermind. Kid, kid not, yeah, could never be a mastermind of anything. But don't think he's, he's a mind, mastermind. Yeah, on. zero mind. But yeah, yeah, and like him is is a perfect example of like you talk shit and they're gonna look into you. Yeah. And I don't think it. I mean, don't me wrong. It's also a factor about like race and who he is. And again, I'm super sure that anyone from Brooklyn in the area that he was raised gets unfairly treated. And I'm not dismissing that. And it's terrible. And that shouldn't happen. But I think that a lot of it and what no one should do is like help perpetuate that. It's like if you look at if you if you hear like, you know, like if you're if you're a police officer. Not only help perpetuate it, but also openly talking about it and then playing the victim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like because it's it's reality works both ways. The reality is that you are um, the reality is that you are part of that system and it's not your fault and there's a lot of people stuck in that system but then if your content perpetuates your or romanticizes or it perpetuates or it plays up that profile that the police already think they have of you then why would they not investigate you regardless of color or where you came from like don't get me wrong you know you were saying earlier that i think if uh Especially, in, I mean, mainly American now. That like, if a black guy and a white girl got into the same crime, the black guy is going to get more time, which well, which which happens and is we're it's talking disgusting. about how racism has kind of evolved over time. Yeah, and I said that basically, like, I feel like racism has of blatant racism of like hey, you're black, so I don't like you, or I'm not going to be friends with you because you're black, mm. has kind of it going to like fizzle out a little bit with our generation yeah. and the generations below us. Yeah. Because that's kind of just like not the thing anymore. And I could be so wrong because I grew up in Los Angeles, which is so diverse. And mm. now we live in London, which is so diverse. So I'm not really used to that. Yeah. Um, But I feel like it's the generation's before us yeah like mainly our grandparents who would be racist like your grandma yeah. is yeah yeah a little um, something something yeah, but, yeah. and, <laughs> and my, my, this my is, i'm sorry this is fucking hilarious she has it, it what's amazing is that i think her doctor's from india and he's not even from bangladesh but she calls her doctor mr bangladesh and that's like a little bit funny that's kind of funny because you know it's just her it's her generation so you've got to kind of like giggle at it but at the same time it's so bad that that was just like the thing and that's that's fine yeah it's ridiculous it's like you have you have to laugh at it when it's in like in its that's like probably like the purest like innocent form of ignorance yeah it's just like generational ignorance which i think that we have as well now and then, like, I was telling you earlier, I have, uh, I won't mention any names, but, like, I know a guy where I'm from, which is Derby, and to be honest, like, Derby's very multicultural, and, like, the school that I went to was, I think, I think f- something crazy, like, I think 40% of the students students were from India or Asia, but in, it depends on where you're from. Because like, w- as in, his parent, his, her parents are Indian, but born in England, or, like, they... I think the first, first, second generation. I don't know what okay. it would be. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, when I was growing but up, they're we, not we born call, in. Okay, so this okay. is how many um, well Asians because we call we call there were so many people from like um, India or like um, I don't know, anywhere anywhere in Asia, but like we would specifically in our in in Derby, for example, like coming to London. I got really confused because people call people of like Chinese, Korean, Japanese, 
Asians. Yeah. And that's what it means in London. When you think of Asian in London, you don't say like, you don't think of someone who's Indian, even yeah. though they're all Asian, yeah. obviously. And Indian's probably the last thing I think of when you say Asian. Yeah. Personally. Uh, yeah. Um, and like Indian, India's India, don't get me wrong. But um, what does that even mean? Because it's what India is India. Because it's so big, it's a it's a different story. Like okay. in like India and China, I feel like a separate. Like that's why a lot of people are ignorant because they call like a lot of people who they think are Indian Indians because it's so oh, big. Got Do you know it. what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many there's so many Indian people and so many um, Chinese people, and uh, it's the same thing with like uh, Koreans got it. and like China. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think anyone with slanty eyes, people are like, oh, they're Chinese. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's true. I'm Chinese, by the way. Yeah. So I can say it. Oh, great. What, what can I, I say? Cracker? Great. Amazing. Live with it. Great. I can't say anything. I'd love to. I'd, ugh, I wish there was an offensive word. for. We should create an offensive word for white people. They deserve it. Yeah, we deserve, we, we deserve the worst one. Mm. I don't know why. I mean, our generation doesn't deserve the worst one. But as a race, we deserve yeah. the one. It's like, what's Cracker? You can say that all day. Yeah. There's, off, uh, there's a fucking bit off Tom Segura's new special where he says that. He's like, what are you going to do? Call me a cracker? Great. That's hilarious. <laughs> no. And also, everyone can say cracker. There is, There are like racial slurs towards white people, but are they really racial slurs? Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're not really. Like crack. You, you, you could call me a cracker in a meeting. Like I could be in a meeting with like all Asian black people and they could all be calling me a cracker and I'd be like, these guys are hilarious. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of it like that. What was I saying before that? Don't know. Oh, fuck. I forgot my point. I knew this would happen. It's happened in the second episode. But I'm just rambling already. It's fine. Fuck's sake. Anyway. Oh, I was going to tell you about um, my friend from back home. Yeah. Well, not friend. A guy I know. Who was a cracker. Uh, who was a cracker. Yeah. Big cracker. And one of his best friends is black. But he is hugely racist. And he openly doesn't like black people. So how and could his he be best friends? and his family. Wait, but how could he be best friends with someone? Who's okay, black? so his reasoning is uh, his reasoning is I don't like black people, but name is okay. Oh, yeah, it's like me. The first time I heard him say that, I had so many questions for him, and like looking at him, I was just like, I was like, my mind just blew up. Yeah, and like I get it if like. If you've met, especially like, don't get me wrong, like Derby's not the most multicultural place like London. It's not really cosmopolitan, but there's a there's a strong like influence from all around the world in Derby. Yeah. It's not just Derbyites. Do you know what I mean? Derbyians, but it's like it's it's really weird because like I he's also young and it's really really weird to be like nineteen and like my my parents are of the my parents are ahead in yeah. the racing which is yeah. like for example at the moment there are downtrodden races that we should be pushing up so they're on level playing fields and especially like again in america like with black people and like they need pe- like everyone america needs to help yeah for sure like everyone needs to like help push them up so they're back on a level playing field yeah whereas i feel like in derby it's not like that, but like my mum and dad are in the position where they have always said like I, I don't give a fuck about anything mm-hmm. of anyone mm-hmm. like in the nicest way possible. We don't care. Well, they and always say that it be. doesn't bother them unless it's unless someone's hurting someone, right? Yeah, like, my yeah, my mum's always had this doing. mantra, which is that like a a great mantra, which is something that I've always lived off, which is just like you can do anything you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Or, well, in this case talking about the topic of racism it would be discrimination yeah but like you can do what you want as long as you're not like hurting anybody and yeah. that's it and like they, beyond that they don't care about who you are where you come from what color you are whatever and like it's yeah they just don't they don't care about anything like that because they just don't care yeah it means nothing to them and that's how it should be you know but then your grandma then my grandma's doing you know, product of generation it's yeah. it's it's a weird one because like i get it Although it's wrong and it shouldn't be like that, I also understand it. Like, if you've been born and raised like that, you just can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, once it gets to our generation, like when we're your grandma's age, then I feel like all the younger generations are going to be so much more open minded. Also, I think that social media, like, because we grew up in the turning point of Mm. like, um, 
you know, where TV was kind of yeah, we're so up connected now. It's just I remember when Instagram like... first came out, like those kinds of things that we're all so connected now. But we also remember mm. what it was like before all those things happened, and now it's kind of brought us all together. And you can never really like say that, um, that we're all different. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like because everyone is just kind of the same now, yeah, and everyone we all has Instagram basically. yeah, <laughs> everyone has Instagram, so we're all the same. Racism solved. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just mean like, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't no, know how to, no, you I mean, don't. <laughs> you're babbling a little bit, but I get you. I feel you. You're on the right path. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then like our grandparents, there's just like generational racism. That I mean, there's been... loads of stuff. I mean, like there's loads of, you know, like there's a lot of, um, it happens both ways. I mean, it's like, it's when you hear about like, you know, like I've got, I've got loads of black friends and when not racist, got loads of black mates. <laughs> and like when you hear like older generations and like their parents speak, it's like the white man sometimes. And it's yeah. like, okay. I mean, I don't feel like that. And I don't feel like I'm that over anyone. Yeah. But I'm not part of that generation. So it, it, it affects every generation in different ways. And it, I, uh, I mean, I wholeheartedly believe, fortunately, I think, our generation is going to be the first generation where there are barely any like I'm talking like real racists. Yeah. I'm not talking about people. Who, I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about people who are like ignorant and yeah. like make mistakes Ignorance and say some is dumb stuff. Our yeah, yeah, issue. yeah, absolutely. And like you know, we're we're a, you can tell because of the pandemic now we're in we're in a luxurious place that we can now like look at the things that like really matter. Yeah, and. It's just one of those things where, like, I, I, yeah, I think past the point of this snowflake generation of getting offended about everything, mm. I think we'll push through onto the other side where, like, people just don't give a shit face. anymore. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, that's the other side of it. I if think the younger just, like, generations are going to be... I think the generations are going to slowly get even more offended by things. Uh, yeah. I, I hope but, not. Yeah. I mean, no, they will. There's always going to be those, like, small groups, but it's that thing of, like... This this gets this gets talked about all about on the internet, which is that like I think it's one of those things where like they appear and then it appears in the media yeah. and then it goes viral. But that's such a small group yeah. with a loud, it's a small group with a loud voice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not representative of everyone. I mean, look at fucking America. Like who you go to LA, when we're in LA, who likes Donald Trump? No one. No one. No one no one like whatever anyone thinks about him, you can have your own opinion, but like no one likes him. If you're in London, everyone hates him, like You'd think that Mostly how has this guy Johnson ever done it? But how much of a landslide he won? Yeah, exactly, Boris Johnson. How much of a landslide he won? Like you forget that the majority of places are those like middle areas yep. where that like, and I can come, I can say this happily with whether I cause offence or not, is that like those smaller cities are completely behind. It's you know like as I said, Derby's actually out of the smaller quote smaller cities. Like isn't too bad, and I don't remember it ever being like that bad. But I'm sure that racism exists there way more than it does in London. Like you, if if someone was being like racist to someone openly in Derby, people would be like walking past and yeah. like maybe in disgust. But like, I don't think there would be like people would act on it. Whereas, like, if you see these videos of, like, people being, like, these, like, crazy people being racist on mm. the tube, yeah. you're getting, like, beaten up and stuff. <laughs> like, you can't do that here. I mean, We're so what, much more ahead in the fucking big city. So what much I was saying about my grandparents, because my grandparents are Chinese, mm. is that I just don't think that they're racist because, like, I just don't think... I could never see them in front of a big-ass black guy. Yeah. Like, put, like, five bouncers in front of them. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would be, like... Oh, you're lesser than I am. I just mm. don't know how they would act. Yeah, they're very conservative, that, aren't they? And I mean, they 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 pretty much lived most of their life life lives in Hong Kong, which mm. is a big city. But there's not like it's different the diversity with, yeah. like there is here. Yeah, it is. But I still just don't think that they're I ha- racist. I have this feeling. Not- I don't know what it is. I have this feeling about Asians, which is that, like you Asians. You sort of like they. It, it's one of those it's one of my favorite shows like i can't be racist if i hate everyone yeah so like and it's just one of those things i think they're very um i want to say the word imperialist but that's not what i mean uh, it's something it, like they only care about asians yeah. it's not that they hate specific groups it's like they just stick to their own yeah. which i don't think is like i don't think that's like ignorance or racism i think it's just that they prefer to 
just uh, stick to their own yeah because because I, I, I don't i think that like i don't know I, I think it's just i'm trying to think of the word but i don't know if you can call that racism it's not racism i think it's like i mean if you look at this is a really random example but if you look at personal shoppers yeah um, yeah, no, it's, this is the, that was the example I was going to use. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here in London, like, you would know because you are, this is your career path. Yeah. But you wouldn't get a lot of Chinese clients. Yeah. Because you're not Chinese. They yeah, would they, they, they feel, yeah. They would rather shop with someone who is Chinese. Yeah, they feel that, um, especially if they're uh, Mandarin or, like, Cantonese speaking, then they would absolutely, Chinese, but every single time. There's no other no. Chinese language. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Um, Especially Chinese people who speak Mandarin or Cantonese. No, other. No, I said if they speak Mandarin or Cantonese. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't say if they were Chinese and they speak Mandarin. I or was Cantonese. talking about Chinese people. Okay, cool. I'm saying whichever language they speak. I was trying to cover all bases. All right. I'm the white person in this situation. I've got to tread carefully. Okay. I'm on thin ice as it is. I'm a white male who is straight in London, <laughs> I, and I I have to be very careful what I say. The odds are I'm all automatically on thin ice yeah, because of white privilege, you know? Yeah. So, um... I'm a yellow, half-yellow woman, so I can kind of... <laughs> what? I you want to, you, you, you think you've got, like, a couple cards in the yeah, deck? Yeah, just I have, a few. I have, not, not that if, many. If all races, genders, like, what your sexual preference is is playing poker, yeah. and I'm on that table, I don't even have cards. Yeah. I'm sat at the table, but I don't have cards. But for some reason, I also have all the chips. Yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. That's the perfect analogy. I have all the chips, none of the cards. Yeah. And very, very soon, I'll have none of the chips. Well, hopefully, all the chips will be shared. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, personal shopping. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. I mean, I think that if you had a British person and they only spoke English... And they went to Hong Kong and there was a team of personal shoppers and they got introduced to a few people equally and there wasn't an English guy there. I think that you would see that most races would or countries would maybe lean towards their own. Yeah. But in my experience, yeah, but yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It's like pack mentality, but it's like being comfortable with what you know and it just makes you, you know, like, but I think specifically with Asians, there is a next level of like, they, I've, I've seen Asian clients who won't shop with anyone because there's no one who speaks Mandarin or Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Like they won't do it at all. But do they speak English? Uh, yes, sometimes, yeah. They're but just if, not comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean... I, Whereas, like, I think if you had someone who could speak uh, English and French and they go to France, yeah, I don't think they'd mind as much. I still think, absolutely, I think for everyone, you would see a lean towards someone yeah. where you're from and who understands you. And it's the same with style. Like, I think if everyone spoke the same language and you saw a guy who was obviously dressed like you, yeah. then you're going to lean towards that person. But I think there is something about Asians that they do it to the sort of, like, extreme. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I agree with you. And I don't really know what it is about it because i've never really looked into this topic but one thing that is to know about this is if you're a white male who Mm. goes to china Mm. um and i have the most experience with hong kong so let's say hong kong and you go to a department store you don't speak chinese yeah and you ask them for help they will go out of your way their way to help you still they're not gonna like steer you away yeah because you're not chinese Mm. um i think that a lot of just to defend my people. Um, if yeah, I'm you go in, Chinese if you people. go into Harrods and there's no Chinese personal shopper available, yeah. I think that it's just a comfort of you know I want to be able to shop with yeah. my people. I want to support. Well, I mean another fa- another factor might be because Chinese economy and business is booming so much that we've experienced that because they're here. But I mean, for example, okay, the the best example is when I used to work for Harrods is that. When I started, the um, the the dominant uh, people when it came to sales were like Arabs yeah. at, at the beginning. Okay, anyone from the Middle East. Yeah, and then it transitioned to Asia. Yep. Now I definitely saw a difference in how they treat and react the personal shoppers compared to like Arab and Asian. Like, Arab personal shoppers, like, really relish the fact they had English personal shoppers. And it's not about the English people. It's just, it's how 
they treated they wouldn't for example like a lot of arab speaking shoppers would still have arab clients like i said they'd lean yeah. towards that but they they wouldn't have a uh there wouldn't be this sort of like awkwardness or there wouldn't be like a real preference like yeah. if they get someone english it doesn't matter whereas yeah. like there is st- the the asians definitely had more of a preference when i yeah. felt that shift even on yeah. the shop floor even when i when i used to work on the shop floor i, I felt that sort of like change like they would look for they'd look at me and go nah and then like look for someone else yeah you know but like even arabs who couldn't really speak very good english would still just jump to the closest person yeah on the whole again there's outliers that has a lot to do with arab culture on how they're raised kind of religion based Mm. and being very like treat everyone equal and well do you know what you say that but i feel that like I feel like uh, you could probably put them in the same category as like Asians, and you could put them in the same category as like Italians, where I feel like they've got very strong cultural and family values, yeah. which you would make where you'd think they'd like stick to their own or whatever. Like in comparison to me, who has I don't give a fuck about like England. Like I love London because I like London of what it offers, but like I don't, I have no ties to anything like, yeah. i don't care that i was born i, I don't i'm not going to support everything derby because i was born in derby like it's random chance i yeah. don't give a fuck whereas like in the middle east where you're born they're gonna be way more proud it's like in america like you know um what's the fucking word i've been searching for this entire time when you're born somewhere and you love it what is it what am i what am i trying to what am i trying to fucking um oh my god it will come to me it will come know. to me i've forgotten the fucking word I feel like this is not, like, we need someone else here who is that person. Yeah, when we get rich and famous, we can hire, like, a Jamie. No, like on Joe I'm Rogan. just saying, like, we need someone who is, Way like, smarter than us. No, stop it. <laughs> just, like, gung-ho wherever they're from, because I'm not really like that either. Like, yeah. I appreciate my heritage out of, like, the way that I was raised and the happy memories associated with it. It's on the tip of my tongue. It. It's like, okay, when an American's really okay. American, what are they? They're like super proud of being uh, fucking imperialist and capitalist keep coming in their head. And I've forgotten the fucking word, man. Oh my God, this is pissing me off. I hate it when this happens. This happens to me all the fucking time. What is it that when like you have a strong bond to where you're born, what's it fucking called? I'm going to, I'm literally going to... Patriotism? Pa- that's it. Patriotic. Like yeah. I am so far from patriotic. Like I don't give a fuck. I go with what is like interesting to me, and like I, I just because I was born in Derby doesn't mean anything. Like you have to look at it objectively. Do you know what I mean? Uh, do you want to know a funny patriotic story? Go for it. I don't know if it's that funny. We have a thing between Vincenzo and I's relationship where we love to tell each other random stories from our past. But I'm really bad at storytelling. Yeah, you. Tell, I you, I'll be like, oh my god, I you you talk for fifteen minutes, yeah, and then like the no story solution. won't have an end, and yeah. like it just wasn't funny. And I'm like, mm, mm. okay, <laughs> I love you, but and like I'm halfway through the story, but it's like I'm fifteen minutes in, so I might as well keep going. But I know it's not good. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I just power through. Um. So when I was younger, I loved Brandy Melville. Mm-hmm. Um and. There was a Brandy Melville sweater that I really wanted, and it had an American flag on it. Yeah. And for background, my mom... I'm first-generation American. Yeah. On both sides. My, like, green card, fresh-off-the-boat kind of parents. Yeah. My mom's (laughs) Chinese, dad's Irish, you know, all that business. So I went home one day asking my mom for this American flag Brandy Melville sweater that was probably, like, $45. Mm Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, if you think I'm going to give a company $45 for a fucking American flag, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> and Very I begged door. her, begged her, because she was like, we, she's not, like, we, we're just the least American family you could ever possibly find. Yeah. And anyway, got the sweater, but she was so mad that I had it, because she yeah. was like, we're not Americans. We're not, like, patriotic. Yeah. Like, what do you... I do not own anything that's American other than that one sweater, which I donated, like, yeah. years ago. Well, I mean, there's a massive stigma here that, like, if someone has, like... If you're all past someone's house and they have, like, not a UK flag, but an England flag hanging out the window, it's like, they're probably racist. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, like, the, the Red Cross. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you've got that, 
potentially racist. That's what I always think. I don't know why. But I, I think that is a little stigma around it. But like, I've, I've just never been patriotic towards anything. Yeah. I go with what I enjoy and what I like. Like, it's like I, you know, like there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a stigma around LA. But I, I go there for me and What's I... What's the stigma? You know the fucking... The reason why you don't like it. You know the stigma. Like, everything, everything about it. All the fucking tings, you know? What's wrong? Is the camera off? Yeah, the camera turned off. Oh, okay. We ran out of battery. I don't know when it turned off. Oh, that's okay. Just sit down. We'll do a fucking... We'll just do a vocal one. You feel me? We don't have to film all the... People want to hear your luxurious voice. They don't want to just fucking stare at your face, you know? You feel me? What if they want people to stare at Is it back face? on or have you? Yeah, put it back on. Oh, okay. Sorry um, about that. People? Party people? Uh, party people? But yeah. What's the stigma around LA? Oh, you know what it is. It's the reason you don't like it. For you, you've got a lot of reasons why you don't like LA. I know, but, but you, like you still I, love but being I lived there. Yeah, exactly. So like, but the those, reasons that those, someone those stigmas and stereotypes exist around the world, you know. But I feel like LA is so glamorized that people don't actually know, like the issues with it. Because yeah. I every time I tell people, like, sorry, quick burp. Um, every time I tell people, like, oh, where are you from? I'm from LA. They're like, first response is. Oh my god, why are you here? Mm. The weather's amazing there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. let me just live there because the weather's amazing. Yeah, I feel like you, you can only be born in Hawaii and then live there for the rest of your life because that is like. No, I've, I'm everywhere, anyone who is born anywhere is going to have a little bit of hatred towards the place that they live. Yeah, Even people that I know who are born and raised in Hawaii. They don't like it. Yeah, people who are like born and raised in Derby and they're just going to like live there in their entire lives and die there is very sad to me. But so anyway, the stigma around LA, if you've been to LA and you've lived in LA, is that everything that you see in the media is just a lie. Yeah. It's like the most fake city that exists. Like, and it's so toxic. Mm. Everything is weird. Yeah. Like I... Growing up there, I thought that so many things that I experienced were completely normal. Yeah. But they weren't. Growing up in the OC. Yeah. Fuck, I would have loved that. I'd be such a douchebag if I was born in America. I would be patriotic. I'd be a Chad. I'd be a real Chad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chad Borelli. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd be a proper Chad. You're not a Chad. You don't I look would, like a Chad. I would be a Chad, though. I'd also be like 6'1 and have like hair. You Ooh. know what I mean? Yeah, right? I'd be fucking hot as fuck if I was born in America. Chad Borelli. Why, why would you be such a different person? I don't know. You, we have this conversation all the time. Like, Americans are built differently. Your, like, 16-year-olds are like our fucking 30-year-olds. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Just, yeah. That, that, speaking of. What? The OC. Oh, I thought you were speaking of 16-year-olds. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to do that here. <laughs> I have something to read you. Oh, okay. So today I was doing my daily scroll on the gram. Yeah. Saw something interesting. Mm-hmm. A news article. Yeah. Let me read you the title. Demonstrators protest stay-at-home order in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. How stupid are some people? So Do you know what I mean? there was a protest against the isolation yeah so a gathering yep and it basically sparked because i think the beaches were being shut down in huntington yeah um which i thought all of the beaches in orange county were shut down because well, in laguna they've been shut down for like weeks my latest thing is watching surfing videos and the ones that have just come out recently they all have disclaimers like oh this was filmed before covid19 blah 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 but um one of them said that apparently the beaches and oceans open for exercise, but yeah, not gatherings. But like, yeah, but like nothing else. Well, because so what happened was this is according to my parents, so this isn't like, um, you know, news. Yeah. But basically, <laughs> not legit. My... Not legit sources. <laughs> um. So what my dad said is that there was one weekend where it was really hot out. Yeah. And there were loads of people on the beaches in that Laguna. Makes sense. And so then they shut down the beach, like, the mm. next day. So what they did was they um, closed all of the parking down. Yeah. So if you want to go to the beach, you can't park anywhere. Yeah, So yeah, you yeah. can't, like, leave your car. So, so you've what actually my... got to, like, go there 
properly for something. Yeah. So, like, you can go to the beach, but they're trying to make it really hard on people. Yeah. So, if you really want to go to the beach, then you have to figure out somewhere to park your car mildly illegally. <laughs> um, uh, so, that, like, it prevents gathering. So, what my parents have been doing is they've been parking illegally to go on their, like, daily walks. Yeah. Because there's, like, they need they need it out of the house. Just like, incriminate them on yeah. public radio. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Are we public radio? Um, no. So let me Definitely read you not. just a couple quotes from this news article. Okay, please. They carried signs with messages that included, Liberate Huntington Beach. Okay. Liberate? That's <laughs> the, that's that's real white. But are they all white? Yeah, they have to be Huntington's all white people. pretty white. They've got to be all white people. Huntington's where Matt lives. Liberate. You know that's Hunt- the whitest I'm, community yeah. in, yeah. Ugh. Okay, open Cali now. Oh, God. And, ready for it? Yeah. Don't you ready. Go. COVID-19 is a lie. Okay. The latter, so the COVID-19 is a lie, was held by a man wearing a hazmat-style suit, mask, goggles, and gloves. Okay. I mean, these are borderline 5G believers that think that they're killing, like, Pandemics do not cancel our constitutional rights. That was another one. Okay. One more. (laughs) Um, Many signs were endorsing Donald Trump. Visible. So there were lots of Trump supporters. So obviously people without brains. Um, Along with American flags. And tooting a live free or die sign. An American flag. Mm. And an American flag. 62 year old Paula Doyle. Paula, we're calling you out here. A Costa Mesa resident told Los Angeles Times she was sick of social distancing. She's sick of it. Oh, great. Cool. Let's kill some people then. Perfect. Paula? For you, Paula. Fucking Paula. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She may as well be called Carol Baskin. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Speaking yeah. of white privilege, uh, <laughs> is that article... Going heavy on the race this, <laughs> this episode. Oh, Another funny story. Okay, go. <laughs> I know this guy. Mm-hmm. Don't like him at all. Okay. He is my parents' age. Okay. I will not say if they're friends with him or not. You're not going to put him on blast? <laughs> no, I literally hate him. Okay. My whole family hates him. Okay. Anyway, he came to our house one time, had dinner with us. This was pre-hating him. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I hated him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just know. But he was still, like, a little bit invited. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you meet someone, you're like, mm, yeah, don't you. like you. Yeah. 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 He was one of those. So, anyway, he came into our house, and he explained to me that white privilege isn't real. Okay. And a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah. And he said that in our house with my Chinese mother there. Yeah. Us, me and Neil, who are half Chinese little babies, yeah. pulled up. Did I mention he's white? Oh, shock. Old oldish man middle-aged yeah. in his tesla yeah he has a very successful company talking yeah. about how white privilege isn't real and like you are the yeah. like poster child for white privilege yeah i mean it depends on how he fucking got set up but anyway carry on he's, he's a definitely terrible human i could do a whole podcast on the shitty things he said let's go for it like i actually Re- think them off one of the worst people i've ever met he sounds terrible i hate him yeah he got in a huge fight with my mom because he brought up abortion. Okay. Same dinner. Oh, yeah, great. He definitely knows dinner table topics and, yeah. to pick. And he was Who loves abortion here? <laughs> I don't. And he was basically talking about how um, he's pro-life. Okay. That's not a surprise. Abortion should be illegal. Yep. And it is absolutely not the Fight woman's for Trump. choice. Fight for Trump. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Absolutely great. not the woman's choice. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's a we fuck it. That was another topic we went deep yeah. into the other day on a walk. That was. We've um, been going on fat walks, people. Yeah, we're going on the fattest walks ever. <laughs> we're walking for like five miles and just talking about. Don't life. exaggerate. It's been like three to four. Oh, Jesus! Sorry. Maybe four and a half. Okay. If we want to round, it's five. But are we rounding? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we've been talking about some deep shit. It's we weird. Go, why is it when you go on a walk, you just, like you you roll into like the deepest conversations? I mean, it can either be about like shit, mm. literal shit, like pooping, or it can be about like cool. Let's solve racism. You know well, what I mean? one of our favorite topics. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh God. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ, we have things coming out of us. One of our favorite topics lately has been 
what would we do if we won 56 million pounds? Oh my God, that's so good. That's my favorite We've been having so much fun talking about Imagine it. Imagine wanting to work for money, do you know what I mean? Just fucking win it, do you know what I mean? Just win the lottery. Just do Vincenzo it. has this weird thing that he just like strongly <laughs> believes that he is going to win the lottery and never have to work again. And I kind of, it kind of worries me because I'm worried that he is Does it worry like, you because you believe it a little bit? No, I'm worried. I'm very lucky. I'm, a lot of like, you know. I think my I white privilege are. could power me through that lottery win. Do you know what I mean? Well, speaking of luck, one time we flew somewhere, don't know where, not being like shady, but I literally have no idea where we were going. Okay. And I'm talking about you, by okay. the way. We're probably, I think we're on like EasyJet or Ryanair, like one of those weird airlines. Mm. And so Vincenzo left his phone on the plane. Oh, yeah. He left it on the seat. And basically we were off the plane and we had just gotten our bags, and he realizes that he doesn't have his phone. Yeah. And the men, the reason I mentioned EasyJet or Ryanair is because, like, I just don't think you'll ever get it back. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but yeah. they would charge. If you're gonna lo- yeah, if they would probably charge you to give yeah. your stuff back. If to there's you. some fuckery about some like stole, uh, lost or stolen goods, it's definitely yeah. gonna be on one of those. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we he realizes that he's lost his phone. And so we go to the stolen, or not stolen, we go to the help land- desk. It was when we... It was when we got our bags. Yeah, we, we landed home. We landed yeah, we, yeah, might, we, we home. must have landed back into London. Yeah. So we... It was, um, that was Mallorca. Was it? I think so, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, was it Sardinia? I, Sardinia. I really don't think it matters. Wait, have we been to Sardinia? Yeah. We have been to Sardinia. Okay, cool. Um, I have no idea so anyway, long story short, short story short... Short story long. <laughs> Genius. Um, we go to the help desk to say, "Hey, we, he lost his phone because he's stupid." And someone as, walks as I'm up, saying it, yeah. As he's saying it with his phone, someone's in his like, hand. "Yeah." Someone's like, hand goes over my shoulder to the person in front of me that I'm talking to, and they've said like, "Oh no, like, hey, I've lost my phone." It's like, "Oh, we've not any phones in." And as I'm saying it, someone's fucking hand yeah. comes over my shoulder yeah. and just puts on ten. We're cool. This is on the plane like oh that's mine she's like can you lock it for me yeah cool cheers all right see you in a bit unreal yeah i do get lucky for some little things i am the unluckiest person in the world yeah but i'm also like Mm. slightly irresponsible Mm. in the grand scheme of things you're pretty lucky do you think yeah sorry you were born in orange county to a great family what are you talking about yeah but What, what have you ever had to worry about in your life what thickness of duvet you have on your bed and i know that worries you you give a fuck a lot about thread count. Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't care about thread count, you don't care about your again, life. Again, I'm I'm all for the fucking Dave Chappelle like everyone has problems and like you shouldn't compare tragedies and you shouldn't compare problems because or everything's relative. Yeah. But in this case, you probably should have a little bit of like yeah grandiose thought. Well, I was thinking about when I was younger <laughs> and I had an iPad. It yeah. wasn't mine, but it was one of my parents'. 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 Yeah. Maybe I didn't have an iPad. I don't know if iPads existed. The fact anyway, that you're talking about when you were a kid, I had an iPad. I don't think it was starting mine. Starting off. I never really iPad. actually had an iPad. <laughs> you don't no, have no, no, problems. No, 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 no. It was an iPod. It oh, was okay. a thick ass. Yeah, you, yeah. Do you remember the really thick ones? I, they were no, silver. I, the ones I uncovered the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it has like the dial. Anyway, it was a big ass thick. I can see it in my head. Yeah. And it had all my favorite songs on it. Hillary Duff preloaded, Hannah Montana, The Jams. And I had a Nintendo DS. It was light pink, special edition, with mm-hmm. Nintendo dogs in it. Nice. That was a big game. Big game. Anyway, left it on a flight. Genius. Left my iPod and my Nintendo DS. Double genius. On a flight. And I still remember it was Aer Lingus. And I was <laughs> flying from London to Ireland. <laughs> And I'd never been so upset in my life. Yeah. And I couldn't get it back. They I, wouldn't give it back to me. I'm, I had... Um, so that's my bad luck. One of the coolest like Nintendo uh, handheld consoles I had was like... I had two ones that I loved the most. One, actually, it's kind of three. I had the Game Boy Advance in white. Mm. That was banging. I got the Game Boy SP, which was like the little square one that flipped. But I had yeah. the Zelda version, so I had the gold Zelda that was version. Like, that was they were insane. like this big, right? Yeah, they're like little the squares. Names of and things. I just up. know what they look it's like. It's called an SP. Okay, I remember. Neil clearly. has a red one. And then I had 
one of my favorite favorite ones was when they bought out the Nintendo DS Lite. Yeah. And they did it in like white and black and they had like the smooth bezel edges. Yes, had the black one. I had that. With the fucking stylus. That was sick. And mine was pink. I don't know where mine's got. I think I sold it. Pissed off. Don't you know, know I did that. like one of my fondest memories of childhood was everyone had a Nintendo DS. Yeah. And when we would go on school field trips, mm. we would all sit in the bus and we'd have like chat rooms. Yes. That was the yeah, first yeah, yeah. chat room ever to exist, but it was like chat rooms via like proximity. Yeah. So you had to be and, like, like sitting right game. next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And you would like draw things and stuff and people would chat with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you had to be next to each other. It wasn't over Wi Fi. I remember how excited I used to get in like secondary school to just go on like MSN yes. when I got home. I was an AOL girl. Ugh. Ugh. AOL. Or was AIM. Ameri- was that... What the fuck is AIM? It was AOL's messenger. AIM. Oh, okay. Gross. Yeah, it's all about MSN. MSN for my school. And there were sick. statuses. And people would post, like, dramatic yeah. song lyrics in I'm, their... I'm, I just remember how obsessed I used to get and how all of us used to get obsessed over, like, Facebook posts when they first came out. Yes. And we did Facebook. Like, how many likes people got. Do you know what I mean? It was, Do you remember the, like, <coughs> like this if you want, like, a truth or something like that yeah it's just loads of shit like it's just one of those things where like you put up a funny status and like if someone got like 160 likes everyone be talking about it the next and day if someone's school. profile picture got a bunch of likes then everyone yeah. would be like oh my god she's and there was the just those like ever. yeah like one or two like really hot people that always got like crazy likes yeah. and just like how have you done this like, yeah wild what a weird time and you just think that like everyone's comment was like literal so if there's like some girl drooling over a boy you'd be like wow they must be like banging or dating or something yeah. i don't know but it's not at all now I... I fire off comments and likes like it's fucking nothing do you know what i mean yeah you really do yeah it's kind of weird if i like your shit i don't potentially i really potentially don't if i share it then i definitely like it but one of the funny things that i've talked about with actually wait friends... that's not true i'm i'm pretty good with that now I only comment on people's shit that I actually like. I'm very good. I'm I'm in the past year or two I've got very good at like really liking only what I like. Do you know what I mean? Cuz I'm all I'm all for like I I've said this before like I'm all for like clout because like I think that don't wrong like clout on the whole of what we all think it is is bad. But like clout's no different to like trying to be popular in the office. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same shit like adults adults have clout battles in the office all the time in like mm. real life but like it's it's that's just ego and it just depends on how you control it and how you do it like if you share it because you enjoy it and you want to share it with people and you like other people sharing that's great yeah but Something, like i'm, I'm mm. I've, I've made relationships in my life to boost me into different positions and make sure i can meet the people that i really want to meet you know i mean like i want to i want to meet interesting people that i like and don't me wrong like if we don't get on personally then fuck them but I want to get into the positions where I can meet all the fucking awesome people that create and do all the awesome shit in the world. Yeah, but honestly, like, where is the line drawn between clout chasing and networking? Because, mm. like, for example, we were talking about this the other day, too. We've been having a lot of conversations. Bro, we're fucking stuck inside and I have to speak to you. Um, Ugh. Ugh. We were talking about the importance of knowing people. Yeah. And so many people that ironically we know have jobs off of just knowing people and connecting people and you have a couple deals with some brands where you connect them with other people Mm. um but what i was saying is you only get to that position from clout chasing or networking so well yeah it's yeah i think it's, it's networking, intention yeah. i think i think that it, the, the line the line is yeah. just massive it's that's a gray what i'm area. saying is I like agree, where yeah. is the line well not to hopefully if you digress and not to um touch on a topic that we're probably going to go way more in depth to but um speaking to dylan yeah and like it's exactly what we said of like um everyone commenting on everything and everyone liking everything and like we're gonna hopefully get a very exciting couple of guests on in future podcasts when we can actually speak to people again. And we'll definitely touch on this topic more. But just to to give a brief overview of it is like, and I'm very much on his side because we were discussing this, which is that like I hate the fact that everyone likes everything. Yeah, that, that that's lying. Like if if you're positive towards everything for the sake of being positive, 
you're lying. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no way you can like everything. I think that comes stems from the culture of being so scared to step on each other's toes. Yeah. Which I have a major issue with. I think it's, it's, it's another. It's I have that we're issue. So connected as well. Another thing is we're so connected. Like because you can. Because of social media, you can get really close to cool and influential people. Yeah, and I think and you having, also feel having like that you hierarchy, know having that, that you hi- don't yeah, know exactly, which is a weird thing that we're in. That hierarchy existing of like people being more influential than others, I think, is always going to exist, and I don't think it's implemented by anyone. Yeah, and I agree with it existing, but like it's just one of those things where like uh, it's 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 why this is called Enzo hates everything, and it's why I'm so particular with everything, and like I I, I just refuse to believe that like. If all your mates decided to become rappers, they're not all going to be good rappers. Yeah. And majority of all their songs is going to be shit. Yeah. Now, you can be you can be constructively crit like you can cr- constructively criticize. You can say, hey, I'm not a fan of this one, or maybe switch one up, or whatever. It's, this isn't your strongest one. Yeah. Everyone should keep going. Yeah. Whatever you like doing to overarch this with the the, the main message with fuck me, like. Do what if you're you want. Passionate about yeah, it, do it. Ride with it. But like, you have to understand that. Like, Dylan said the best thing. I'm gonna touch. We're gonna go way more in depth than this. But like, you know, like the biggest designers in the world, or the biggest brands in the world, some of their, some of their shows are gonna be shit. Yeah. That's it. Chanel's gonna have a bad show. Yeah. Or when you compare them to other shows, one's not gonna be as good. And you don't have to like it because and it's, it's also that. taste. Like, yeah. Like one thing that I like. I like you probably don't like Mm. and we have this conversation all the time when we're shopping is I'll pick out something I have a little I have a lot more basic taste than you do Mm. I'll pick out something and you'll be like "Mm, it's a little basic but I'll like it and you'll pick out something that's I think a little bit ridiculous Uh and but you'll like it so it's more it's not about pleasing everyone it's about pleasing yourself and then the rest who will follow yeah, of like and like i'm also not trying to say in you know again we've been talking about this a lot and i think this is my age and being a angry young man which is like i'm very cynical and i know i should be less cynical yeah but i think a lot of it comes with age as well and i'm not saying you have to be like 60 years old and or you know like when i say it comes I'm with age i mean that... like literally like 20s like you start realizing that like you know like i it's one of those things where like if you don't i, I hate the whole thing of like oh if you don't like it don't say anything yeah it's like, I'm not saying you should go out and attack people. I'm not saying you should go onto someone's page and write something for the sake of saying, this is shit. Yep. But like, open it, like, openly voicing your opinion of, I don't like that, is fine yeah. for me. I and that's it. Too. And like, I think anyone who is creative, if you, if you put something out there, prepare to be criticized. Yeah. Like, and if no one loves it, that's fine because you know what to do better next time. You know, it's like, again, like, music is a great example. Like, it's like when people first start off, push them to do better and keep going. But like, if they ask you what you think of stuff, like tell them that like, yeah, that's not strong. I like, mean, I you think can, that you need to learn more about, I don't know, fucking mixing or mm. production value or whatever. Like, it's, music's a good analogy, but it's just it's, it's everything. Like to talk about it on fashion, it's like, hey man, like you're gonna fuck just because you love it doesn't mean it's great. Well, like, yeah, you've got to be course. objective about it, you know? But If you want to be the best you can be at what you love. I think a lot of this stems from a fear of failure, which in yeah. every business sense, everyone who is successful will tell you that the one thing that has stopped them in the past is a fear of failure. For sure. And that's the one thing that really, like, takes a hold of people from, you know, creating what they want to create um and one thing that i love which i'm trying to instill into my own life because i have my own fears of failure um is this woman her name's sarah blakely yeah you hear me talk about you her, love her every a day lot. she, loves she you. created spanks she's definitely listening i love her so much anyway growing up her dad would go to her every single day at dinner time and be like what did you fail at today yeah and she would have to talk about something that she failed at. Mm. So she would come home and um, be like, I tried out for the volleyball team and I did absolutely horrible. Yeah. And he'd be like, good job. Yeah. To build her thick skin. And something that my mom did for me when I was younger is you don't have regrets in life if you learn from them. So if you do something wrong and you mess up, 
if you can take away mm. like something that you've learned from it then mm. it's then it's a positive yeah automatically um but i think that a lot of people's fear of failure and judgment and all of those fears is what stops people from creating amazing things and also giving their opinions on things because they don't want to be disliked they don't want to be judged for yeah. saying that mm-hmm. they don't like those shoes or they don't yeah. like that and i think that's need something that I, the two of another, us are really good another at thing is, is the is like great people at anything of like sports or fashion or whatever they will tell you about one person who they look up to who is the first person with honest with them who would say you need to do this better yeah. or you need to do that so yeah. that's criticism i like I love criticism. You can't be so, great unless you have it. I love constructive criticism so much. And uh, a lot of times my first reaction is a little bit like taken back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. I was looking for something positive, mm. like positive reinforcement. But constructive criticism takes you so much farther yeah. than a positive reinforcement of, wow, you're doing amazing. I also hate the other way which is what probably a lot of people think of me, which is that, like, hate everything for the sake of hating it. Yeah. And, like, that's as bad, if not worse. I think that to define you is that, and me too, I mean, we get along for a reason, is that we both have very specific tastes Mm -hmm. and we are both very particular in what we like and what we don't like. I don't Mm -hmm. think that makes you a hater. I'm super discerning. I, 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 I hate that word as well. Like, I don't mind being a hater i'll be i'll be protecting my colony of haters for you know cameras on for the best uh you you have no idea at all okay um the yeah i i, I think that hate i just when people call someone a hater because they don't like something it's like if you don't like me you're a hater no i think so there's for a example, lot of things around example, being a I, hater i hate drake's first old music like I've, I've never been a fan of early drake and that's everyone's favorite drake same with kanye i like later kanye than i do earlier kanye okay. now just because that that is the case doesn't make drake a bad person that doesn't mean that if we met we wouldn't get along that doesn't mean anything like he should should or shouldn't care doesn't matter yeah like he can take that on board or not but that shouldn't affect how he feels about me or him or anything. It doesn't matter. It's 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 like I, I love talking about it. It's that weird dance of like preference and taste, you know? Because taste like it's weird because so so many times and I love saying it. and I've still not figured it out, which is that music, art, fashion, all subjective. Yeah. But taste definitely exists. Yeah. So if taste exists, there must be some stuff that's better than others. You also can't buy taste. Hmm. I mean, you can if you've got the right person behind you, like me. But then, like, Drake's house... Oh, don't get me... We should do an extra episode on Drake's house. (laughs) Someone who knows Drake, get him on, and we want to talk to him about his house. If you're listening to this right now, go on Google and Google Drake's new house. See, oh, do you know, that's a perfect segue, because for the first time, one of the first times ever, properly... um, Joe Rogan was talking with Tom Segura, one of his latest guests, like one of his like close comedian mates. And they're so well-rounded. I love Joe and like all what they do. But like they said that like, oh, people are just like, you see Justin Bieber's new house and then like Drake's new house. And people are, like shitting on it and stuff. Justin Bieber's new house. Oh, it's his old house or his new one. It looks like, like an office building. It's really like, it's grim. People have been calling it like saying it looks like a washing machine and stuff like that. It's really funny. But like they shit on stuff and they're comedians and it's for fun. And you know, like it's just a joke. Yeah. But then, like, when they see people in comments saying it, they're like, oh, like, these guys just, like, let's see your house. Oh, I think it was Brendan Sharp. And it was like, oh, let's see your house, bitch. Like, taking the piss out of this guy's house. Like, he's this, this, and this. And it's like, hang on a minute. Like, you do that all the time. Why can't I yeah. take the piss out of it on the comments? Like, yeah. it's funny. And, like, it again, it's personal taste. Like, it's just, if, if you don't agree with the comment, you should just ignore it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't make the comment or shouldn't have the opinion. But then some, like, it's such a fine line because some comments just do not need to be said. Yeah, for sure. Like, don't be wrong. But, like, but they, they were going ham on, like, saying, like, oh, I actually like the house. I'm like, how can you, like, it looks sterile. It looks like a hospital building. Justin Bieber's. Yeah. If it was his older, his new house, it looks like a hospital building. It looks like an office building. It's so weird. And I'm sure the inside's like amazing, but it's like Drake's face. 3,200 feet, in, uh, square feet in the bedroom. 
Is that that's so ridiculous? His house looks like the combination of a Berlin sex club, yep. a Tom Ford store, yep. and a like hotel t- hotel slash like bar. Yeah, it's really weird. That's not like. I mean, I he one thing I like about him, he's like you know, I'm in a fortunate position. We like to party, we drink a lot all the time, and that's what I we like doing because we can. His judgment. I think that's cool, but yeah, <laughs> how you can. Do that all the time, and I get it in his position. That's his energy. But then to go home and feel like you're in a fucking boutique or a bar or a strip club with purple lighting in his fucking swimming pool room, that's just horrible. There's no... I have to say, though, his basketball court's sick. He's got a massive indoor basketball court. That's cool. But, like, in all the photos of his house, I did not see, like, any natural lighting. Yeah. And I was like, are No, you... I'm sure he's got fatty windows. Yeah, but, like, all the photos are showcasing the disgusting, like, club lighting. Mm. And they didn't have, like, any big windows. And I'm such a, like, lighting person, like, yeah. a natural lighting person. Like, honestly, I might be judging too quickly, but how can you walk into a house and feel, like, happiness or relief when it's so like dark and you're in a club like Mm. that's what all the photos look like how could you like how do you feel any relief yeah okay like i walk into a house that has beautiful lighting big windows and i'm like oh this is amazing our our apartment which is a third of the size of his bedroom yep feels way more homely then I'm sure that house does. That house is impossible to feel homely because it's fifty thousand oh, square feet. And I'm also and I and I'm and I'm someone who would have like I like Kanye and Kim's. I know I know you don't think it's homely enough, but I I'm someone who like I'm like into art, like real art houses and like uh, any anything that's just like um, maybe like a little bit uh, like too arty, like almost looks like a gallery but you can still warm tones make that feel homely do you know what i mean like i think that if you compare kanye and drake's house i'd much prefer to live in kanye's house and drake's house oh of course like eight hundred thousand percent. kanye and kim's house has really grown on me when i first saw it, i didn't like it at all mm. and i still i'm not obsessed because i love um personal touches yeah and you are a little bit more minimal than I am. Yeah. But I love hanging up photos that I've taken on our travels in our apartment. I mm. love photos of us and... Shit was painted and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I like personal touches in space because it shows that, like, someone lives there. Yeah, okay. And to me, like, I have... I get joy from looking at a photo of us you know we have a cute little photo of us kissing in catalina Mm. and that looking at that photo takes me back to when we're kissing in catalina i I, and their whole house is so white and so see i like that because i see i see like interiors and architecture and like your house is like art and a project so for example like i see like i see that as i want to make that as like perfect as possible yeah do you know what i mean like i want to be i want that to be the best it can be i want that to be like a proper art form i want I'd, if i had their money I'd, if we won 56 million pounds <laughs> i would love to fucking just make a house that people would like fucking buy as an art piece i don't want i in. don't want a house that's an art piece to not live in i want i want our dream i want my our dream home to be every single piece of furniture mm. is beautiful to look at but once you sit in it it's it soaks you up it's so comfortable i want everything to be comfortable but also beautiful to look at yeah like there is a there's a difference between having something that is beautiful to look at but also be comfortable and homely and i think that some rooms in their house are perfectly fine to be sterile like hallways and walkways and stuff yeah, but like the living room to have white like couches and like what I, yeah, they have the money practical. they have the money to have four children to dump food on it every single day and buy a new couch every day yeah but at the same uh, well, time do you like, know what to give them a little bit of like to defend them a little bit i'd like to see that house active as yeah. opposed to like set up for architectural digest do you know what i mean it'd be interesting but I think, i'm sure they've got toys in the cupboards and shit and then it looks like a home when there's just shit everywhere no they have 
I saw a video because Kim basically posted like to everyone who says that my house isn't a home. These is this is my kids' playroom, and they have a huge, probably like the size size of our apartment. Yeah, square room, um, a rectangle room, and it's just the kids' toys everywhere. Yeah, and like North's room is like hot pink. Yeah, and stuff like that, which I like, but then still the common area is just sterile. One of their kitchens is all metal. That's like, fucking sick. And I just don't like that. No, that's cool. I've forgotten the architecture, uh, the architect that he worked with. Volvort. That's it. He's a fucking G. Their bathroom is amazing. Yeah, though. sick. I love, I love the architecture and the unique touches in the house. Mm. But like to me, a living room needs to have a big, comfortable couch, and you know, a little fireplace and a TV, and make mm. it like a home. Like it doesn't look like anyone lives there. Yeah, I agree. Until you go upstairs and see a hot pink children's room. Yeah, I feel you. But it's like, yeah, not for me. Maggie, should we? But uh, I'd still pick it over Drake. Yeah, for sure. Should we wrap this shit up? I want to play my new fucking guitar, mate. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for the conversation. I'm gonna go and escape to another room now and not speak to you for the rest of the day. Sounds good. All yeah. right, bye. All right. Love you. <laughs>